Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and joining me today, I've got a photographer. Um, always love talking to photographers because uh, they're often they often present a very you know unique um, approach to admiring our our uh, Milwaukee creative scene. Um, so I'm excited to talk to him about his passions, his artistry, and why he does what he does. Thank you for joining me today. Rodney Johnson. Hey, what's up? What's up? Thanks for having <laughs> I, me, Ben. <laughs> you're very welcome, man. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> right. Um, I've been talking about this for a while. Yes, we have. Um, how are you doing today? Uh, today, I am not doing bad at all. Doing pretty good, actually. Thank goodness. <laughs> good, man. Good. Could be worse. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, what have you done so far? Uh, well, my fiance, she's in the midst of moving in right now. I had a condo on the north side now, so she's moving in, uh, and I'm just taking my day off, you know, a second at a time. I just got done cooking another stir fry. <laughs> stir fry sounds real good right now. Oh man, I stay chefing. I, I, keep <laughs> right. I, I keep rice on, I keep rice in the house at all times now. Just cook rice. Oh, Whatever dope. I got to do, to be flexible with it. Man, that's um, that's some good uh, food for thought. No pun intended. Oh my god, <laughs> bro! Since it's I uh, yeah, since I learned how to like, I was always cooking rice the wrong way. You know, like how I were you was, cooking it? I just watched yeah. a video about somebody who was critiquing people for cooking it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was always um using uh, I wasn't I wasn't doing it with the ratio. You know, like I was just sort of like, just eyeballing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just pouring, boiling water. I'll eat this much rice. <laughs> yeah, boiling water and then just dumping uh, the sack of rice in it, and then it would always just turn out really like, just not there, man. But then once my mom taught me the whole uh, two to one ratio, then um, since I started doing that, the rice has been a one. <laughs> yeah i started uh i use i use sushi rice specifically because you can get stickier rice out of it and uh i learned to do the ratio thing i've been trying to learn like all right let me put a cup of water in a bowl so i know so i can just when i eyeball it eyeball it right <laughs> yeah. and not just end up with mushy ass rice <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> like mashed potatoes almost <laughs> oh god that's so foul the the, oh, the, mat, the the mushy rice is like the foulest oh, thing ever the mushy rice yeah because yeah. your expectation is not there at all it's like it's never gonna be mushy rice and you end up with oh, it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah speaking of man you you got me uh you got me craving now i i think uh that's I'm gonna make uh, chicken and some rice and vegetables tonight. That sounds like a good dinner. That's not never a bad idea, man. I super versatile, man. I I started eating more like Japanese and Indian inspired dishes since quarantine has been a thing. Yeah, yeah. I've been um, I've been kind of uh, yeah. Like I've been cooking a lot more through quarantine because, like, mm -hmm. you know, I just might as well be creative uh in my element over here so yeah i started cooking a lot more and i got really into like all the different sauces you know 
Like mm-hmm. you got to oh, get the set. Yep. You need the fish sauce, the sesame sauce, the hoisin, the teriyaki. Always on deck. All of them on hey. deck. So you got to start, start using, uh, start using mirin. And then there's this shit called, uh, it's called, uh, it's a mayo that I just picked up. It's like this Japanese mayonnaise. Sriracha Man, mayo? I put that shit on everything. No, no, no. It's not sriracha mayo. It's like this eggy. It's like this eggy mayonnaise. I think it's like called Kiku Mayo or something like that. It's straight Japanese, but that shit slaps, man. I just bought it the other day. It's just like, oh my god, on everything. <laughs> I'm doing. I do I do raw egg. Uh, when I get my rice out of the cooker, do raw egg and a little bit of mayo. Shit, fill you up all day. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. and it's good as hell too. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm gonna look out for it. I got a grocery shop either today oh, or tomorrow. Bro. So I'm gonna look bro. for that. I stay I stay like it's 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 crazy because I do more I sh- I cook more than I shoot right now. I cook more than I do anything oh, probably. Wow. Man, you so I just be in the kitchen. Like yeah. <laughs> that's where I'm that's where I'm being that's where I'm being creative, man. I'm like I'm like doing weird fusion shit. It's yeah. like uh I get a little a little high and then just figure, why would I not, you know, yeah, put man. some Mexican crema in this uh, in this ramen <laughs> that might slap, yeah. dude. <laughs> man, that's I. You got to be creative in the kitchen, otherwise, like there's, you know, uninspired cooking is just it's the reason why people don't like cooking or why they're too lazy to do it, dude. but. I suggest like you can find a creative you you can be creative in anything as long as you put your mind to it. So again, I'm not working on nothing right now, like as far as shooting. So it's like if I don't work on nothing, I start to see shit. Like that's when my mind starts to get loopy. It's like let me start finding other ways to be creative. I like to cook. Let me start getting creative in the kitchen. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? My girlfriend and I have been going out to eat a lot more. Um, I mean, I got unemployment, so like I've had money yeah. to spend. And uh, we did just speaking of like Asian food, uh, we did. I did just try uh, Easy Tiger on Brady Street, and it's like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. artisan ramen, man. That shit was so good. <laughs> Dude, so it was good. insanely so good. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I lived I live with uh I live with some Laotians for a while out of high school. Okay. So sticky rice was just always a thing in the house, like no matter what. Yeah. And then just and, and then and then we drilled I got a joke to my head, like anything you want, like stop eating French fries, stop eating sides of other shit. We yeah. just gonna get rice. <laughs> we was living on the budget too, so it's like, yo, like we gonna walk to Wendy's. We don't need fries. Yeah. <laughs> don't go back home and get the sticky rice. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, bro. Um, coming up. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this. Um. Do you are you a fan of uh, like uh, shellfish? I'm actually allergic to shellfish. Oh damn. Okay. I know, right? Fucking sucks. Oh, that's a bummer, man. <laughs> I just made my girl. I made my girl lobster yesterday. It pissed me off because it's like this shit smells so good. <laughs> I can't eat it. Yeah, yeah. I was in uh, St. Louis this weekend. Um, St. Louis is an interesting city because it's like a southern feel, but it's still in the Midwest. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of like Cajun spots, and uh, 
we went to this Cajun like oyster bar and uh, man, it was my first time having oyster Rockefeller. We had some fried alligator, some fried shrimp. You went hard, didn't you? Man, we spent so much money worth it because it was like some, it was probably the best seafood I've ever had in my entire life. Me and my girl, uh, we went to Tess. It's over on the east side. Oh, uh, yeah. We went there yeah. for for an anniversary and it was her first time having oysters back there. She's fucking addicted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Ordered it on an off limb. They were on Groupon. Shout out to them. <laughs> yeah, big shout out, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I've been, that's funny. Um, There's that new sticky rice place in River West. Um, yeah, you know that's the homie. I, I, yeah, yeah. The new, yeah. Uh, what is it called? Uh, It's just called Sticky Rice, ain't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, the owner, the owner is my guy. That's the, I used to live with his family. Oh, fine word. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I fuck with them heavy. <laughs> Damn, that's tight. Well, awesome. I was literally just talk. I was literally just talking to him the other day. <laughs> that's like fam, fam. Okay, I gotta, yeah. yeah, I gotta try that place, and I do have to try the new Big Daddy's Barbecue that just opened up too. Uh, where is that one at? It's where the Milwaukee Beer Bistro used to be, right on Humboldt. Oh shit! I did not know that. I don't be on the east side no more. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll be driving around sometimes downtown. I was like, where the fuck did this building get here? <laughs> yeah, right. That artisan man. mac and cheese place just opened yeah. up. I'm like mad confused. <laughs> so like, this wasn't here 15 years ago. Like, yeah, what the fuck you just be juggling on the corners and like <laughs> walking to Subway or McDonald's? Now we got like options that are vegan. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even. I'm very far from vegan, but I do love vegan food. And uh, that Twisted Plant Spot in Cudahy, that place that it's like vegan stoner food. It's yeah. like one of the best shit I've ever had, man. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, hey, I, I, I've literally I've been putting myself on to just eating more, like just being open and shit about everything. Yeah. Growing up, I used to think like, yo eating meat every day so you know you made it <laughs> yeah i'm almost 30 now it's like no, i don't need to eat fucking beef <laughs> as much as i've eaten beef <laughs> yeah yeah i've been <laughs> i tried i've been eating body. a lot more chicken and fish you know like, i eat i eat way more i eat lamb and chicken mm. but i'll opt in just eating rice and vegetables over that before anything man I, I appreciate <laughs> those sentiments a lot because vegetables Man, are trying to be, yeah. so important. So important. It's fucking difficult sometimes. Yeah. My girl just she she just she about to start working and uh where she working at we're gonna be able to get like more vet like pretty much she's gonna be coming home with vegetables regularly. So now it won't be a reason for me to not to <laughs> not to start eating more tomato. You know, I, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I yeah, I haven't been eating enough vegetable. I gotta go spend some time in the produce section when I go shopping this week. Man. I need a lot of vegetables. It's all about having a time now. It's like reallocating. Yeah. The way that things move now. Even just like us interviewing dudes like this way. Yeah. I remember we were talking about like meeting up in the same spot the last time we talked yeah. about this. <laughs> I know. That was, and I felt like I was a totally different person back then, you know, like in just six months, Same. like you're just, Same, man. well, because this year just warped everything, you know, we were like, we identified ourselves with that, like, wow, 
I got to rethink the reason like why I'm doing this and like what I'm doing it for. And uh, honestly, I've been, I've really been enjoying doing it over zoom because neither you or I need to leave our houses. That's a nice thing. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Don't have to, don't have to hear people telling me to wear a mask when I do this. Right. We're being safe. We're doing the safest thing already. Like we're just going to do it via zoom. No risk. Exactly. Yeah. I'm glad that you share that sentiment too, though. Like, wear a fucking mask if you're outside. And don't go outside if you don't need to be outside, please. <laughs> yeah. You just it's don't such a, it. like, mundane thing in terms of, like, your personal autonomy. It's a simple act of just, like, showing that you care and showing that right. you're, you know, that you're being courteous of other people's health. But somehow oh, it became yeah. political this year. It became political. Uh. To wear Everything a is political this over year, your man. fucking mouth, man. Right, right, right. Yeah, man. They want to. They want to chip us, man. <laughs> they want to control us with these masks. Man, it's an infringement on my rights. I'm not wearing no right. mask. Right. I shouldn't have to wear no mask. Yeah. I shouldn't. Why would I have to wear a mask? The same reason you have to wear underwear. <laughs> well, no, you don't have to wear underwear either. Yeah, I mean, I guess, work. but I mean, if you don't wear underwear, you get in trouble. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> if somebody finds out, you get in trouble. So you roll yeah. those dice. I don't know. Like, we're discovering just people, some whack ass people are coming out of the woodwork this year, you know? Man, it is some whack ass people just everywhere that Dude. it's like, what the fuck happened? What the yeah. fuck happened where, I, again, quarantine has taught me, like, I was trusting and around too many things that I did not need to be around in my life. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> Man, yeah, I've been... You, you learn so much shit when you got time to actually, like, care about the things that you interact with or yeah. you're a part of. Yeah, and I think the reason for that is because, like, you know, we're because we're just like forced in so much seclusion and self introspection through this period. Like, you know, you don't have just the constant stimulation of like, you know, going out to work every day, going out into public editorially right. because you gotta, you know, work and pay rent and pay bills and you gotta deal with like you get overstimulated with like all the people you interact with day to the day to day that you just don't make time for these deep, um, just these deep reflections on like, you know, the essence of yourself and, and mm -hmm. how you, how you view yourself relative to society and shit. And, I'm and the just, energy around you too. Yeah, man. It's, yeah. Again, like, like I, I, I one of I'm not gonna lie. One of the best things I did last year was get away from the East Side, because it really made me slow down and like become aware of like what I was in, like what am I around? What's going on? Like who's around me? Why are these people? Why do I interact with the people that I interact with? Man, being out here, ugh. It's so beautiful. <laughs> where are you now? I'm on the north side. I'm like right by where Northridge used to be. Okay. So like literally like right off, like right, right in that old area where the old mall is. So okay. there's almost nothing out here. A lot of, a lot of potential to redevelop and shit, obviously. 
I'm trying to get into the community shit more out here. It's way easier because uh, it's more diverse. Uh, like it's more diverse than you like than people think it is. And people actually want to be neighbors out here. Like, I know, like, I own my condo, so all of my neighbors know each other to some oh, degree. Right. It's beautiful, bro. <laughs> I'm at that. I'm at that point in my life too. It's like I don't want to. I don't want to live in an apartment anymore. Like, I want to like have a home. I want people to come to visit me and have a reason to be here. Stop coming to my house on the east side because we're getting ready to go to the bar. Oh, yeah, <laughs> just start just start slowing down in life and taking more yeah. control of a little shit. There's, yeah, man, there's so many watering holes out here on the on the east side and River yeah. West, man. We, mm-hmm. I've just been, I mean, even just today, like I've been, I was kind of thinking about it earlier. Like I've been drinking so much, and I'm not even because I don't have any like roadblocks that are like telling me I can't or I shouldn't like, yeah. I've just been yeah. drinking so much and it becomes mm-hmm. misinterpreted as culture, you know, like out here in Milwaukee, like just all the heavy drinking and, and mm-hmm. it, it just becomes like something you don't even, you just kind of like lose track of the habit. And I've, I can oh, tell, yeah. I mean, if there is one thing that, um i did sort of descend into in during the pandemic is just how much i'm drinking every day and i need to to have like at least i need to have like a sober day you know like you know every once in a while at least yeah it is about it is about the pacing finding that zone uh and everybody takes their time getting there you'll find you'll find your space yeah. I used to I used to have that same thing where I mean I'm not old by any means but when I was like 21 22 that was my time to like go hard. Yeah. Now me is like I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I remember what that was like. I remember yeah. what even drinking a little bit every day was like. Yeah. It's like I was seeing shit that I didn't want to see then. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I hear you man. I yeah, I'm trying I, to get a dog now. I'm trying to paint my walls. Me and my girl are getting excited when we go to. We went to Menards earlier today, and and I saw like a cabinet, and she was like, "Are you okay? Because you sound a little, <laughs> you sound a little weird." I was like, ah, "I'm sorry." You get stoked on the new wood finishes and stuff like that. Dude, that was what it was. We looked at some floors. I was like, yo, hardwood floors? And she was like, yo, are you all right? I was like, I, I just want to, I want hardwood floors up here. <laughs> <laughs> I, we could do it. We could take this carpet up. Like, we own this shit. <laughs> yeah, man. Like That's my that. thing right now. My thing right now, my thing right now is cooking, owning shit, and then just, like, making it yours at this point. Like, I, I literally, like, our plans in this place, like, we got her own office that we trying to work on in here. I want to, we work on a studio slash office space. It's kind of why I haven't been creating anything too. I don't have a studio anymore, but also that's not the pace that I'm moving at anyways. Like I, it was what it was there. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. Um, Yeah, I, I'm kind of like, I'm, I mean, I'm a couple years behind on you there, but I am trying to like, sort of make shit mine 
a lot more, you know, like this year I, I, um, I finally Dude, you got some equity in this podcast. What you talking about? You're not behind <laughs> me. <laughs> well, hey, it's a marathon. Hey, well, <laughs> we in different about, spots. That's all it is. <laughs> I'm talking about. I was talking about starting a podcast. <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, the podcast did. I mean, that shit did happen in the last year. But yeah. even just outside of it, like I've been, you know, I got my own place recently. Mm-hmm. It's so nice to not live with people anymore. Like I, just, I can just unapologetically be a recluse, you know. Like that. <laughs> that means you just don't wear pants so much, man. And I have not. I don't wear pants like seventy-five percent of the day, and it is it's great. I, I'm gonna embarrass myself a little bit. I was talking to my guy about this the other day. Only a thing that can happen when you live alone. <laughs> I fell down the stairs. Getting out, of, I got out of the shower and was going downstairs to go to my kitchen, and I fell down the stairs butt naked. It was the most embarrassing thing in the world. It was like this could only happen because I own this shit and I yeah. live alone yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> nowhere else would I think to walk downstairs if I had roommates or even if even my partner was here right now. Maybe it's like yeah, no, this is a story that could have. Stay with me, and I've told it to your podcast instead. Hell yeah! <laughs> hey, good shit, dude. I the oh, fact man. that there were no witnesses to that, and it was just a you thing, like yeah, you. That's a story. Yeah, it's like man, this is some this is some shit that I wouldn't have been able to do when I was twenty two either. Like I gotta appreciate the growth. <laughs> yeah. Dude, totally. So yeah, so um, so Rodney, uh, you know, we've uh. We've had no problem just uh, talking about life, uh, you know, since no. we already started here. But I, you are a photographer, and uh, um, yeah. I intended to find out about your photography. So, Rodney, I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, how you kind of started getting into the medium. You know, like, when did you first pick up the camera and uh, decide and feel a connection to it? So, uh, uh, my stepdad used to, he bought like this, it was a Sony A77 or something like that way back in the day. It was something old. It was a A series SOR body. Uh, that was back when I was in high school. That was back when I was like 16, 17. Hmm. I used to sneak into his room and take his camera out of there. Cause I wanted to, I wanted to just have better photos from my space. And I actually, I actually got into photography through working in Photoshop. Cause so back in '05, my dad lives in Texas. I would regularly go down there every summer, whatever. And I remember that first summer I went down there. That nigga didn't have any video games or anything for me to do as a kid. He just had a computer with no internet connection, yeah. and he had Photoshop 7.0 on it. And so the fun that I got to have until I found a bootleg PlayStation 2 or a PlayStation 2 with a chip in it. Uh, until I found one of those down there, I used to just get on Photoshop and then I would use the stock photos and I would change the colors in the photos and Photoshop yeah. 7.0. <laughs> and I would just self-taught myself Photoshop when I was like, oh God, I was, not, I, I was pretty fucking young because I didn't know what Photoshop was. But I just remember my dad told me one time, he was like, you should just change the color of that flower. It's a green flower, make it purple. 
And he's like, he told me that I could do it in this program called Photoshop. I just figured that's what I'm going to do all fucking summer. And uh, it grew. And I remember coming home. I stuck to it. I downloaded. I found a way to steal Photoshop from Kazaa. Nice. <laughs> uh, and then, and then, uh, and then, and I remember in high school, there was one Black Friday. My mom got me a computer for Christmas or yeah. And I got to, I got to use it early. And I remember putting Photoshop CS on that. And I remember I would always just use stock photos. And so I figured I want to take photos that I could edit myself. So I started still with my stepdad's camera and taking selfies. And then I'd fucking edit my photos. And then it turned into my friends wanting me to do things for them, editing-wise. And then I'd just suggest, hey, instead of you sending me a photo, I could just take a photo of you and edit it. So, you know, I used to get paid in uh, middle school and high school, like $5 if you can edit my eyes for this MySpace photo. <laughs> like, that was that was my grind for a little bit. And then actually, and then actually my best friend, like my, my husband, I love this, I love this motherfucker to death. My guy, right. Joe, fun to say, you're going to hate that I use his name, uh, but they, they, they were like super big in the same shit in high school. And I didn't know who they were at all. And so I remember he added me on MySpace, he didn't used to have his own fucking photo as his face, so I didn't know who he was. And when people would message me and like, yo, uh, this Fonase kid is undercutting you. He's offering to edit photos for cheaper. It's <laughs> like, when I find this fucker in high school, we're going to have a problem. And I never knew who he was. And then just ironically, I just started hanging around him without knowing for like, like the last couple years of high school. And me and him vibed a lot with talking about cameras and shit and just like nerd shit. And I pushed for, I asked, I wanted to get a camera my senior year of high school. And so I got one and then that was where it started. And we both, me and him were big on just like self-teaching ourselves shit. So a lot of the discussion beforehand was like, I'll just figure it out. <laughs> so I bought a camera in high school. Uh, I bought a Pentax KX. It used to take fucking double A or yeah, double A batteries. Uh, I had a white body. I remember taking it to school. People used to be like, yo, like, that's slick. Never seen an SLR with a white body. But then I fucking hated that camera because the batteries exploded inside of it. <laughs> Damn. And so I had, to, I had to jump over to get a Canon Rebel. And I remember my, my first two cameras were the Pentax KX and the Canon T3. Or T2? T3. One of those two. Sure. And uh, literally, I just I just started with taking pictures of my friends, high school, like, photos, uh, and then just, like, random shit at school. I really didn't think anything too much of it. I, I, I was literally taking photos just to edit them because I was really big into Photoshop. So yeah, I didn't start taking photo. I didn't start, start taking, like, the photo thing serious until after I got out of high school and I got bored in Photoshop because it was, like, I felt like I hit a ceiling as far as me like learning my own shit for what I wanted to do in that moment. So I just figured I could just put my discipline in photos instead. So me and him went hard for a long time. Just like, let's just understand cameras. Let's just understand t-shirts and like, just be creative as fuck. Like when I lived in Texas, I tried to produce music at one point. I just could not not create anything. 
and it, all, it always comes it all will always come back to like the camera and shit or the visual element take that back for sure kind of goes back to like how you were talking about um how you can't just sit there unstimulated or uninspired or, and for all and then you start kind of like getting loopy as fuck and uh oh, i yeah, man. <laughs> i relate to that like i get un- like uncontrollably anxious like if i just in when i get bored you know like i i'm typically like it's hard for me to get bored but like you know those couple moments where you just feel so like you know, like you're not using like a creative bone in your body, you know, it's like mm-hmm. when you're, when you are creative, that can be just such a crippling feeling. Man, so it's, it's actually crazy because so I, when I was working on like my sleep paralysis and all that shit that I'd be going through sometimes, like yeah. that shit pops up when I stop creating. And it, I, I genuinely feel like it's my subconscious telling me like, yo, motherfucker if you don't start creating some shit right now we're gonna start fucking with you give you these ideas put us down somewhere because you you're going through it and as as, again like as of late i haven't really been like my paralysis ain't been a problem because i've been in the kitchen freaking it up in there i have to remind those like my demons and shit like don't worry i just because i'm not drawing doesn't mean i'm not being creative y'all like let me let me cook like Right. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Dope. Yeah. Um, so how'd you start uh getting more involved in like, you know, Milwaukee's creative scene and shooting with like artists and stuff? Uh so actually the very first artist that I worked with was D Fresh. Oh yeah. Uh, Shout out to D Fresh. Yeah, shout out to D, the homie, forever. Like, forever indebted to that nigga, I'm not lying. Uh, he, he didn't, like, I remember he approached me our senior year, because that was when I met him. We went to prom together uh, in, a, in a group or whatever. And he had told me about how he was trying to start rapping and shit. And so I remember the first time I shot with him, he paid me to do, to edit a little, like, single cover. And then I shot a little video. And that was when I got in the video. He was like, you should shoot like a little YouTube or a little Facebook video or whatever. So I shot it, downloaded it, a photo or video editing software. It was like, nah, I think I might get into video editing. Uh, and I remember that Team 100 video. That does, that video does not age well at all. Like, <laughs> I'm glad we I deleted my damn Facebook because <laughs> it was a couple yo's in there. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's like, D, <laughs> God was working on this, though. It's fine. <laughs> uh, and then uh, and then he he was in a group with uh, Vaughn Alexander, Vonnie Del Fresco, you know, Vaughn. Also, shout out to yeah. Vaughn. So, well. so he was, th- so they were in a group together. They were in, uh, they were in Euro Club together, and they used to call themselves Euro Kids. They had closed sessions, one of the best mixtapes of Milwaukee ever. <laughs> uh shout out to that Drake Han video that never came out. <laughs> I shot I shot uh I shot two or three videos for that mixtape. And those were the guys that I worked with from the jump. Like Vaughn and D were like my guys, like my guy. They are. They are my guy, my guys. Like they got me popping out here because uh like D D D had a bunch of shit that he was going in different directions with when he got into college, I remember. 
and uh, Vaughn was just always around. And so, and our birthdays are on the same day. We just got this weird Virgo shit going All for right. us. So, me and him were like super tight. And I do remember like what really set it off for me was when me and Joe, because uh, me and Joe, again, so tight, we lived together at one point. And I remember when we, when we started living together, like when I when when we moved out of his basement, when I moved out of his basement, uh, we started shooting videos and doing like some creative direction type shit for Vaughn and D, and it was really popping. Like we shot that, uh, I, the new art designer video I know is like that was a big one at the time at least, uh, and just again. All of the weird shit that we were into together, it just made it feel really good. Uh, and I only chose to work with people that I had that kind of creative control with. Because I never I never was the type to just be like, yo, like, give me rules and then I'll work with them. It was like, no, give me a thing that I can, give me something that is malleable that I can morph into something else that goes with it. Like, I don't want to make a piece that you... I've never been the type to like want to be paid to do a thing that someone else wanted. It's like I would rather you come to me and then you tell me what you tell me what you got and then I make something really great. Yeah, that'll come. You like to be trusted. Way. You like you like you know because you know what you're doing. So it's like you want the artists, the or right. clients, if you will, they to trust you with their craft, and that's a great way to great way to work. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And it actually, it actually does speak to like the quality of work that I was doing back then or to this day is like, I, I'm pretty choosy and uh, I, I genuinely don't like to just work just to work, yeah. especially at this point in my life now. Like I, there was a point where me and Joe were paying for that fucking studio last year for months and we didn't even go to it. And people would ask me, it's like, why aren't you, why don't you set up shoots? It's like, I don't want to be beholden to people anymore. I'm just trying to be an artist, bro. Like, I'm not like a freelance, like, don't, I'm not looking to be hired. I just want to have a space for myself to just be creative when I want to be creative. Yeah. Let me work at my own pace. Like, I, I talk to everybody, though. I mean, I haven't done direct work, but I've been a part of, like, processes with JoJo. I've been in processes with... Corey, uh, I've been in processes with a bunch of brown artists, <laughs> especially in the hip hop scene. Uh, yeah, I mean, when Solo was a thing, I was I was like cool with those guys. Those uh, guys are dope. Yeah. Oh my goodness! So before they were Solo, they used to be in Formal Blues. Okay. When we because we started the band in middle school, and I was the trumpet <laughs> player. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I was a super shitty trumpet player though, and I just remember Sean. I was like, Sean is carrying the Sean. Sean is carrying the fuck out of this band. Like, <laughs> I have no reason to be here. I'm just the token black guy. <laughs> I was oh, also like cool. 12, so I was like, yeah. you know what? We'll ride it. And I and I remember they were the ones who put me on the Joe Small World. They I remember one of them hit me. I think it was either. I think it was either Jake or Sam. They one of them hit me up. Was like, "This Fonase guy said that he could make our logo cheaper or some shit like that." And I'm like, "Fuck that kid! Yeah. <laughs> Any money?" <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, like, I, I, yeah, like those guys. I mean, I don't know. I I never really. I've only ever spit 
or talked about like shit that I know and I'll just give people stuff to just run with because yeah. again like I really don't like I the way that I look at my process and the way that I like put out my energy is just giving it away in all honesty it's useless if it's just me <laughs> I'm pretty I'd, I'd like to think that I'm pretty talented so if I could tell people that how I'm talented and they can emulate it, it'll just make everything better in my eyes. So let's just go with that. <laughs> what, totally. what, what do you feel like in life has like inspired you or influenced you most in your craft? Uh, and, and, and photography or just, just the artistry in general? Um, we'll start with photography, I guess. Uh, so with photography, I was mostly inspired uh, by like the shit that was around me, like my friends and stuff, whatever we would talk about. If we came up with concepts and ideas, it's like, let's find a way to do these, except really, really poor because <laughs> we don't have money. <laughs> yeah. That, like, like, low budget. yeah. Oh yeah. Like super low fi or it was always about like, all right, we, we know we're really good with digital manipulation. Let's take some photos and let's find ways to manipulate them really well so we can practice our crafts. Cause me and Joe, we used to just send each other Photoshop pro like things. It was like, all right, I found a way to edit that cabinet out before content awareness was a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when content, when content awareness became a thing, it's like, all right, fuck you guys, but great job for, you know, utilizing the science. <laughs> yeah. We used to just do super tedious things just to see what we could do that was different. And again, when I started working, when I started getting paid to do album covers for people, yeah. uh, that was when I got to, I just, it just pushed me to be more creative. And uh, just like other things in pop culture and shit that I absorb inspired me to move in different directions. Like, I wanted to stray a lot. I wanted to stray away from digital uh, from manipulation because we wanted to make t-shirts at a point. And it's like, all right, let's find a way to take photos so we don't have to pay Gettys <laughs> or something to lease an image. So, uh, so I would remember, I would go to the zoo and take pictures of lions so we would have photos of lions to edit onto our t-shirts. It's like just making everything organic from the ground up. Uh, and it's all, it's genuinely always been another moving part around the photography. Like there was at one point where I wanted to just do photography for clothes and just do lookbooks. And there's another point where I was just like, I just want to shoot with musicians and art, other artists. And now it's like, I want to shoot conceptual shit. Uh, I mean, the last stuff that I've been doing have been like what I see when I have like lucid paralysis. That's what my work has been for. And it's, and again, it's been with the camera. It's like, how do I put this behind the camera and then interpret it, you know, outside of that from there. That's super cool. I, I want to see, uh, I want to look into your work in the lucid paralysis stuff. Cause I'm really, I'm really like interested in that kind of shit. Like, dude, it's fucking nuts. It is, man. it's nuts. When I tell people about it, they're like, you should go see somebody. But again, I've, I've been, diagnosed with mild depression 
but I'm a Virgo. I'm like hyper aware <laughs> of everything that's happening in my life. So it's like, it doesn't bother me. I started having lucid dreams when I lived in Texas. I moved after high school, I moved down there. Uh, and uh, when I started having the lucid dreams, it started to spill over into like nightmares and shit. It was really weird. Uh, I remember my first lucid dream. Like I remember I was doing a photo shoot with a random model and it looked like a, it felt like a YouTube video because it was me talking to myself. And I was like, Rodney, if you want the if you want this to look right, you should have your settings set to this. Like, and stop using fucking aperture priority. Just use manual. You <laughs> like just these are the settings you use. And I remember waking up and it was like I retained that knowledge. This is what Lucid is like. Like this is dope. Uh, I started having sleep paralysis when I moved back up here though more often. And it, it, like, because it was lucid, I started to like create shit in my head because I knew I was asleep. And uh, it was up until, it wasn't up until like recently when me and my partner, we broke up, uh, I started getting like mad stressed out. And when I was super mad stressed, I would start to see shit when I was asleep. And so I remember in our old place, uh, this woman that I used to, I used to call her Lucille. And it was just a woman that would be in the corner and she wouldn't do anything. And that was, and it was just me being lucid uh, and remembering what she looked like often. And that was during the time when I had, I had stopped just creating anyway. So it was just like shit that was just happening to me. It was just stressed out. And again, Joe and a couple of my other friends were like, Rod, you got to get off this hiatus bullshit got an iPad, got a camera, Joe got a camera and was like, yo, get back to, get back to making some shit, dude. Like you got to. And so I thought, I figured it's like, if I can remember what this shit's looking like, then I could take pictures of people and then I can draw over the photos <laughs> and it, it could be a representation of like the shit that I see. And so me being able to put that like to draw out what Lucille looks like in my mind to me and then to understand what it represents is like dope as fuck not normal yeah. <laughs> Dude. I don't recommend whatever the fuck I've been through in my life don't do that to get yeah. to this point because it sounds creepy sometimes because it wasn't just her like and, and it's nuts because in that house I don't see them ever again. I remember what they look like, but I've never seen them again since then because that energy's in that house. Now where I am now on my staircase is fucking weird because my lights will cast shadows when I used to sleep downstairs in the living room when I first got in here. And I would see figures standing in between like the bars and the stairs at night when I would have paralysis. And that shit would just stick with me in the morning. It was like, it sounds scary. But after the first couple times it happens, it's like, that's just, I know what I'm doing at this point. I used to be able to like, when I knew that it was sleep paralysis and it was lucid, I'd be like, Lucille, turn this way. All right, lights turn on this way. This is what Lucille would look like under this kind of light. All right, let me remember that for when I want to color her or when I want to draw, you know, this thing looking this way. Dude. Man, I'm all over the shit you're talking about. Cause like, I, <laughs> and the dream realm, the dream realm is just so, I mean, it's pro, it's like one of the scariest things to think about for me, but it's also something that, you know, day by day just kind of inspires Amen. the way I look at things and the way I think about things. Like, so 
like I'm on antidepressants and one of the biggest okay. like uh, um, side effects I've had, like really the only side effect I've had from them has been vivid dreams. Like mm. I used to never remember my dreams, but when I got put on this stuff like three years ago, like I started just remembering dreams like every day. And so eventually like I was just, it was just a lot of dreams about like, you know, fragmented shit that I have feared in my life or like just the feeling that I'm like running away from something or a warped version of like my childhood surroundings or like where I grew up. And, you know, I would just dream these things. And when I would wake up, I'm like, man, like that, I don't know what that shit like means to me now and like why it's, you know, I'm constantly revisiting it and, and, you know, the sleep realm. So in the last couple of months, I actually started keeping a dream journal. And so recently, so you know how, you know how the whole concept of like, um, we kind of mentioned it earlier, actually, was uh, how when you're surrounded by people, you kind of like emulate the energy of the people you're around a lot. You know, yeah, and like yeah. keeping people around is like certain people around is either really good for you or really bad for you. I had a mm-hmm. dream where like this was like maybe a month ago. I had a dream. Uh, I was in like this like um, like a sanitarium or like a it was like a psych ward or something like that. And uh, yeah, everyone else around me like everyone that was like in this like this uh, ward with me like they couldn't like they were either like mute or they couldn't talk in like you know using like actual words like they could only sit talk in like gibberish and okay. at first like when I first entered like when I first got there like I was like the only one that could like speak clearly and speak oh, man. normally but then like you know, over time, like as the days went on in there, I found myself just like them where like I lost the ability to like speak myself and like talking. Like, Man. Oh, my and, God. And I woke Dude. up. I woke <laughs> up and I was ter- like, I was like, I mean, I frantically like wrote the shit down because um, I was just thinking about like, it almost felt like a David Lynch, like surreal, like nightmare. Or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. And so when I oh wake up, when I wake up, I think about like, man, like, what is this like subconsciously uh, telling me I'm afraid of here? And I guess sort of my takeaway is that like, if I'm truly not like vibing with like a particular kind of people, like, or I just don't really like yeah. click with the energy of like, of certain people in my life, then like, I can't be... I just like can't like put myself in situations that I can't get out of. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, I. Oh God, that's a fucking ugh. And you get that, but you got that from that dream. Yeah, yeah, that's the. Yeah, it's fucking weird, dude. It's so fucking weird. Yeah, I, I feel like my I feel like my paralysis is like the things that I see. It's like my subconscious trying to communicate with me in some way. Because Lucille did, like, again, I was, like, I was seeing that a lot when around my breakup and shit, and it made me rethink 
my relationship with like women just across the board or like one of the other things I used to see was like there'd be this figure that uh there'd be this figure that would just stand in the window and I wouldn't be able to make out what it was but I could see the silhouette and its eyes and that was it and it would never move I could never make out his face even if I tried to as like that's a message from my brain <laughs> and it knows that I'm cognitive right now so this is like the best time for me to like think this through uh and it's nuts because it's like and I know and I know it has to be my brain because when I so I me and her me and my uh me and my partner now we used to live together on Farwell and then when we split up I was living on uh, Lafayette and so I had an apartment over there and when I lived in that apartment I remember I used to fall asleep on my couch all the time and my TV was facing me I had a Chromecast so it would have the time in the corner and it would just have photos up I remember one time I fell asleep and I woke up and keep in mind like my paralysis when I'm self-aware and I'm it's like it's lucid I control it I know what's going on there was one time where I woke up and there was this thing that looked, you know what Ultraman is? Uh, I don't think so. Or like Knight Rider. Not Knight yeah. Rider. Uh, uh, fucking, uh, uh, like, like, like the Power Ranger kind of thing. Though. It used to like, like, use like a bug, like mask. Yeah, yeah, used yeah. To yeah okay. Get super big. It looks like Ant-Man, but like Japanese. Okay. And so yeah, yeah. This, it, it looked like that, but it was all black and it was lanky and skinny. And I never, I never put this in the work. Well, actually, I never put it in the art that I put out there, but I've drawn him before over photos and it, it eyes were big and crazy. But I remember it was moving around my living room and I'm like, I'm not, I don't, I've never seen this one before. I'm laying on the couch in front of me and then it touched something. And again, nothing had ever done that before either. So when it started interacting with things that I knew were real in my life. I thought I was being robbed and I fucking freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. It's like, oh shit. Yeah. It started interacting with like my plants and shit. And then I remember that happened for I looked like on the clock on the Chromecast, it was like 2.45 in the morning. And then it was three in the morning. And then it was four. And then it was five in the morning and it was still there and I was still awake. And I remember I dozed off and I had a nightmare about falling in darkness and I woke up and it was 6.45 and it was time for me to go to work. Oh, man. And it was like, fuck. Dude, <laughs> that was my sleep paralysis. <laughs> that's horrifying. That is truly horrifying. Uh, I, I, got these, I got these super big Uno cards. I got the jumbo Uno cards. Uh, and I remember it was knocking those off the table once when I was having paralysis. And then there was plant. I had this dead plant next to my TV and it would always play with my dead plant. And it was like, I feel like you're trying to tell me something. I feel like you're trying to tell me to go back to something that's dead. What is this? And I remember, I remember that next week I was having like a lucid dream with my guy Cookie who he committed suicide back in high school. And I had never, I had never like come to terms with the, like with his death. I didn't cry at his funeral. I, I was like, I never really thought and embraced like what that, what that meant to me. Cause yeah. I was pretty tight with him. And once I had a dream about that, it stopped. <laughs> it was like, oh, 
Thanks, Ultraman, Ghost Thing, whatever the fuck you are. <laughs> I oh, feel like wow. you were trying to tell me something that I tapped into, thank goodness. And it's been like that like for a lot of them. Like, again, like Lucille made me recontextualize some things. Uh, there used to be a little kid that I would see out of my peripheral, and it would always be just out of my peripheral no matter what. And I would just see like them standing like halfway somewhere. And it was always a different kid couldn't make out what the kid well i didn't know if i knew the kid or not but it was just always a thing it was like that's a sign somewhere that i'm just not connecting with just yet but my mental is going to take care of itself one day at a time yeah yeah oh yeah Same. it's Same fucking here. weird though I, I i do need to delve deeper into it because i don't i don't have a dream journal because it's lucid so it's just like that shit's in my, it's hard for me to forget. I remember what, like, all of the things that I've seen from everywhere that i live so far. It's like, they're just in my head. Like, if I wanted to do something with Lucille today, something different from what I did then, that was a couple years ago now, I'd be able to just pop it right the fuck up. Like, no problem. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I, yeah, because I'm not really, like, I'm not a lucid dreamer, but, so that's why, like, there's merit to writing it all down. But I remember, so when I was younger, like, I used to get night terrors, you know, the ones that, like, you, like, jolt awake, and you're, like, crying, scared. Yeah. And yeah. you can't, and, but, like, when you're, when, like, my mom would, like, you know, come, like, be like, oh, my God, you had a bad dream, it's okay. Like, I couldn't, like, really describe what I just dreamed about like I, I there was there weren't really ways to articulate it it was just sort of just some kind of just fearful response to you know yeah. cycling through those stages and um but if there is one thing that I took away that like I think I remember having nightmares about this stuff when I was younger but I finally found a word for it um, cause I'm, I got really into Reddit recently uh-huh. and <laughs> find that you can find just like all sorts of like it's the best It's one of the most resourceful places on the internet. Yeah, it is. It is. So it really I found is. a word for, so it's, it's a uh, megalophobia, which is the fear of unusually large things. So like massive. Oh, okay. That yeah. are just like massively like things you know, that are big for no reason. Yeah. Like why? Yeah. Like who did this and why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I get that. I mean, like I used to just imagine, like, um, just massive fucking things like in the sky, and like yeah. the ideas of that would like terrify me, or, you know. Or, like, just being, like, free-floating in the ocean and just, like, a massive-ass creature just, like, uh, engulfs yeah. you. You know, like, I used to... Or even just goes by. That's like, what the fuck are you yeah. doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Why I, did you ignore me? <laughs> what, yeah. are your, what is your purpose here? <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. Like, and I... So I used to have nightmares about that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, and... Uh, um just to have a word that finally like it's like oh wow i wasn't the only one having uh, right there's a whole word behind this yeah there's there's not only a whole word there's a whole community of people that also have felt this and they like discuss it on the internet and like yeah man reddit reddit you're right like 
It's yeah, for real, dude. Reddit, it's, Reddit, it's the shit. I love Reddit. It's it's super dope. I just started recently using it more and more too for like the things that I'm niche into. Yeah. Again, me, I deleted my Facebook recently, so it's like that community aspect that Facebook was trying to create. It just could not work. You gotta like if you make it and then you make it a space for people who want to engage in the conversation, actually want to engage in it. That's like that's what Reddit is. Just go to Reddit. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I used to feel like a weirdo about some of the shit that I'm into. I'm into just unnecessary stuff sometimes, and it's yeah. like, you know, let me go to Reddit and not put this on my <laughs> friends list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, I like, um, I like, uh, yeah. There's just so many random little things. Like, um, I think, for example, like I think, uh, like miniatures and like model like trains and stuff like that. Like. Yeah. I think random shit like that is really cool, and it's kind of cool to see the hobbyist yeah. aspect. Dude, of I collect like, them. I collect amiibos, man. So yeah. <laughs> right, That's yeah, cool. like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, we got amiibos, and we got a. Uh, I mean, I got a little figurines and shit too. So yeah. it's, it's, I get it entirely. Like, yeah, and you, it, it is about like finding that sense of community and other people who do the same shit that I do. Yeah, and find the same like aesthetic value uh to just you know random right. little trinkets you know and let's normalize that shit between people too because it's like yo yeah i collect amiibos <laughs> and <Yeah>. i'm 28 <laughs> let's go i can afford them that's why <laughs> oh yeah dude i bird watch I, i'm a big bird watcher and i uh oh dude I, there's I, a couple I, sanctuaries out here by where i where i'm at Oh, we're, okay. I gotta, I gotta come uh, see. <laughs> I know you, you probably live maybe a little closer to Haven Woods than I, I did. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I found some cool birds out there. Um, mm. But yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, I used, mean, I used to get high. I used to get high as shit and go out into those bird watching areas, and that's where I would edit all of Vani's videos. <laughs> 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 I get super high in the middle of the night and walk out there because I used to, I used to live out here. Like I grew up out here too. So I would yeah. walk out into the woods with my lap, with like my MacBook and a little hard drive. And I remember I did the shift key video where we shot it, which was in a watchtower, just yeah. at a different time in the day. It's like, yeah, this is how we're doing this. Man, dude, it's like I was like I, my office out there when I was kid. That's so. <laughs> that is super. <laughs> hell yeah, dude. I um, yeah, like I my my parents were like really avid like gardeners growing up. So like we used to have bird feeders outside. So I would just, as a kid, I would just watch like the communal space that is a bird feeder. You just see all these random colorful sparrows and finches and <laughs> woodpeckers and shit. Like just. That's lit as fuck. It's so cool to watch. I, I just think like, you know, mass, just like spaces where animals just like, you can just watch the ecosystem thriving based on. Right you know a resource you're providing for them is like the coolest thing coolest thing to see mm -hmm. so i like shit like that too but, that's uh, really dope hell yeah rodney well i'm really glad we got to finally catch up and talk dude like you are yeah man got man. Some cool ideas, man. <laughs> hey man i would love to be like chat anytime man resource we're good resources for each other i feel it yeah, yeah. Because that, gonna... that bird feeder shit is real. Like I, I might have to talk to my partner about that. <laughs> Put oh, something yeah, up dude. like that on the patio. 
Oh, yeah, that, yeah, the thriving ecosystem like that is very useful to the planet. <laughs> sure, no, yeah, man. yeah, I, I really, I mean, I dig just you know the way you uh, conceptually and artistically look at things, and um, yeah, man, I'm excited yeah. to see uh, keep keep these these conversations going, man. Hey, man. So yeah, uh, shout outs to everybody who talks to me about their creative endeavors because. Uh, all I want to do in this life is, or in my life, is just inspire more people to keep going, do what you need, do what you want to do in this world. And uh, I, I'm literally always just about finding a way to get there. There's no, there's no way that it's ever impossible. There's always a creative solution to everything in this world. For sure. So as we're closing out here, what keeps you up at night, Rodney? Oh man, what keeps me up at night? Uh, what keeps me up at night? Oh, I was gonna lie and say my demons, but like I'm actually cool with them. So, <laughs> uh, what keeps me up at night? Sometimes, in all honesty, I don't know. Nothing really keeps me up, man. It's not hard. Actually, you know what? I take it back. Like I'll be playing 2K sometimes, and it's like Rodney, stop. <laughs> 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 Like we play Fortnite or not Fortnite. I don't play Fortnite. Fall Guys or uh, like Resident Evil. Sometimes okay. like yeah, some 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 movies and shit. Oh. I keep myself up at night. I don't need to. I should be going to sleep. Thanks for reminding me, Ben. <laughs> well, that being said, what puts you to sleep? What knocks you uh, out? Oh man, uh, um, what knocks me out? Uh, a good podcast. Uh. My playlist, my sleepy time playlist. Sleepy uh, time playlist. That's right. I yeah, I was falling asleep to like old school music for a long time. You put that like I got that playlist. Like I might, I might just knock out. Or if uh, if I wear myself down enough, just creatively and physically, a long day at work could do that to me. Yeah. But again, it's not. It's not hard for me to go to sleep. Yeah. I can be. I give, count. Give things. me a good taco. Yeah, count things. I count things like am I, if I'm like you count things. Okay, I was mentally. gonna say like physically, like you see. Okay. No, <laughs> no, like in my body. <laughs> like you would be counting the thirteen every time, then, right? <laughs> Unless you were adding shit to your house. <laughs> oh no, no, I like um, anything that like I can kind of like numerically pass through. I kind of mm. think up in my mind, and that's that's usually my last like. Uh, mental energy until i gradually like don't finish and i oh up, yeah you know i get that yeah. oh no i get that entirely yeah nah, man I, I once i finish cleaning the kitchen and i wrap up whatever i'm listening to if i get up here and uh and i again i can call when i'm getting ready to get some good sleep or if i'm getting ready to deal with some bullshit like my paralysis yeah. so it's like before i lay down it's like all right this is what it's about to be like all right this should be easy let me just let me just Take it out, take it out, just fall asleep. Oh, yeah. Put on something easy. Thanks for being on the show, Rodney. You had a lot of fun. Um, Thanks for having me on the show, Ben. <laughs> Thanks for uh, watching, Mr. Nice Guy, everybody. We'll see you next time. Keep a dream journal.